for real. Oh, really? That's how you feel. And the guys are like, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Howdy. How was your day? That's Ryan Eldridge from Taylor Lundquist. Welcome you back. We're glad you're with us. Ryan Eldridge, um, I've got my <laughs> core hydration here. That's very smart. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Do you think pH purified water actually does anything? Listen, I'm going to say something crazy here. I think it does in detriment to your water because your water, oh. you want minerals. Lead. You want lead, you know, copper, magnesium in your water. I think the balanced pH just doesn't do it. You, you see, like, do they, does it does does it take away natural? Well, it has minerals. It has minerals. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know occurring? what I'm talking about. L- listen, <laughs> listen. You take like take like natural spring water for for instance, right? You take like some of the freshest water known to man, like Arrowhead glaciers, and yeah, and it becomes Arrowhead. Or in Europe, it's Evian, and it's disgusting. And I'd rather is have, Evian bad. Evian I've never, awful. I've never it, had it's Evian. It's awful, and I would rather have water that tastes like there's a penny dissolved in it, i.e. Dasani. And I you know, know I'm in I, the minority on that, but that is a hill I will, I will die on. Dasani is not bad. I think Dasani is like a B tier water. I think this is the only marginalized group that I can share with you in that I don't mind Dasani. I don't. I'm sorry. But what's uh, your favorite water? My favorite water, uh, uh, believe it or not, is Life Water. Gives you life. Gives I guess you so. Gives you peace. I I had a rotation of like four bottles that I I'm a you know big recycler. Uh, once I get one water bottle, it's not like the reusable one, just like a plastic water bottle. I'll just fill that up for probably two weeks. Oh, I, I do the same. And use the same sure. one. I so same I had like sure. a cycle of four that all had different artwork on it. I think that's why I liked it because there was a little variety in it. And so I had like a cycle of four all throughout my summer classes, and I would just do it, do it, and, and like new one every single day, but rotate through the four. And everyone oh, yeah. just like knew me as a life water guy. Life they were like, guy. wow, you get a new life water like every life, day? Life water isn't like essential water or smart water. It's like kind of more obscure. It's like the... Um, it's like the White Castle of waters, right? Still That's reput- a pole. I love still, White Castle. Still, still reputable. Still like well-known. But not the place that you think of after a baseball game where you say, hey, let's go to McDonald's. Let's go to Subway. That's true. No one ever says, let's go to White Castle. And that's the same thing with Life Water. You know who I think would say, let's go to White Castle? Someone like LMA Powell from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Shout I feel Arkansas. like Arkansas, some Tennessee, a little Oklahoma. I, th- I think that's where you, you get some go White to like Castle. Popeyes? I think Popeyes. I think you also get some Chuckies. Yeah, I don't know. Is that, I don't know, that, I don't know any that of those what places. It is? Chuckies? We don't even have a Popeyes around here. Did you know that? <laughs> Fuck you, Chucky. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chuck no, we do. We do. do we? There's one in the airport. Beats me. I don't know if I've ever had it. I've never had Popeyes before. Have you ever had Bojangles? I've never had Bojangles. Oh, Bojangles. Hits. I've never had like Whataburger. Never had. It's not Whataburger. Whataburger. It's Whataburger. Whataburger. And, you know, I'll say say like I want to say a Whataburger. I've never had White Castle. Never had Bojangles. Yep. Have had Rainforest Cafe before. <laughs> and that was a great one. Yeah, I feel like everyone has. You know, there's 36. There's only 36 more chains of Rain, Rainforest Cafe left in in ever in, in North America, which is like the only there's one in San Antonio. There's one in Vegas. 
like a few in California. I think there's some in the. Hmm. In the there's got to be one in, in New York. South. There's one in Toronto. I, don't I think wonder there's one in New York. I wonder how many. Oh, there's definitely one in Hawaii. No. Got no, oh, no, 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 there has to be. There, there absolutely has to be. The Rainforest Cafe is every restaurant in Hawaii in spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. So I absolutely. actually saw a video and I downloaded this for a flight that I had last year where a guy road tripped and only ate Rainforest Cafe until he hit every single spot in the United States. And, and there went, were only 36? There were only th- like Or 36. at the time there were some more? There were only 36 at the time, like ish. Okay. It's around there. Um, and it took him like 30 days. And at the end of the end of it, he just knew every meal on, on, you know, on the menu. That's horrifying. Yeah. The, like a back of his head. It's not like it's like great. It's like old too. school super size me. Yep. It's not like Ruth's Chris. It's not like, you know, it's not like a good chain restaurant across the United States. It's a rainforest cafe. You pay mm. for, you get, for what you get. That's fair. Also, I want you to know that during this episode, I'm, I'm trying out a new uh, method of getting someone's attention. And I'm going to, Try to pull it at the least expected time. Okay, can you, you. get it, some it, more it, listeners' attention as well? Shout out the hey, I feel on like I'm the one po- posting clips. Well, people are on the Instagram. No one goes onto the Apple Music. No one goes onto Spotify and actually listens to the episodes. And fair play to them because the full episode probably sucks. No, <laughs> we've got such good flow. We do, we do. We we are improving over time. God forbid they look at the first two episodes. <laughs> those those are good. Or or if you go if you go on old YouTube and you look up old clips from like three awful. years ago, that was awful. That was Ryan, bad. Ryan's speaking skills on the mic have glowed up since then. Very sure, much so. Sure, well, sure. that was that was when we were using like one microphone on an arm in the middle and both speaking into it. Yeah, the setup could have been improved as well. Anyway, recording it on GarageBand. Let's, let's talk about sports. The only thing we know about, and let's rip off the bandaid. Um, for me, at least, uh, talk NBA. Tell your take it away because I don't want to talk anymore about the sport. Uh, actually, I think this lends itself very well to the conversation that we were actually going to talk about. Um, during this episode, and that was uh, you said give five either programs, coaches, or players that need to step up um, in and college football. I was going to do more broad. I was. Oh, I was, was going to go straight college football, but we can hey, go more you broad you well. are the college football guy. I think <laughs> programs, I have a little Ferrari Scuderia. I clearly <laughs> yes, I clearly have more diversity than you. Uh, in well, every well, in every well, sense, I, I don't know in about that. Every sense way, okay, way, okay. <laughs> um, but my number one entity that needs to step it up is the NBA. You had two game sevens in a total of how many? How many series have they played? Twelve. They played twelve series, and you had two game sevens. Look at what the NHL did. You have the, the same NHL amount of opportunities. The NHL is always going to be, you know, reign supreme over the NBA. Completely understand that. But why is there such a margin? Why is the NBA playoffs so unlikable? Well, I, I would actually say my criticism with the NBA playoffs is that it's very predictable, right? You, the top four teams are normally the ones that you're going to see. You know, in the conference finals. You know, Fortunately, any, any at least that's not the case and, this year. But this year it's good. This year we have an eight seed going. You have a, you two have eight seven, seeds. Have, or well, an eight and a seven. Eight, yeah, and, eight and, and seven. And then a one and a two, obviously. We saw teams like uh, the Kings have an incredible run. We saw teams that were super good like the Bucks fall short of it. And I think this year in particular, 
Um, and it's unfortunate that I didn't watch the playoffs as much because of my own bias. But this year I feel like they did step it up and that they did not only improve the competitiveness of the playoffs and that an eight-seed Heat can make it all the way here to the conference finals, but it also does justify a little bit of that play-in tournament, which I've been very critical of so far because, like, let's face it, an eight through ten seed probably isn't going to make it to make it very far, make it to the conference finals, make it to the finals. But this year they proved me wrong. Mm. I th- I think my what I really hate about the NBA right now is the MVP race. Because if you look back at years where it was Kobe, LeBron, even KD for a little bit, Steph, they're all out there winning titles. If you look at the last few MVPs, Jokic, Embiid, Harden, Giannis has one, Russell Westbrook. There's one title yeah. in those five guys. Yeah. What happened to the MVP? Like, There's clearly something wrong when... You have a guy that can perform in the regular season, completely outperform his competition for 82 games, and then it, when it comes time and defense steps up a little bit, you're not that guy. Well, that's a like, problem. That, that is absolutely a problem. That cannot happen. That's a problem with like the ISO ball that is happening right now, right? Yeah. Because when you rely on one player throughout an 82-game season, suddenly they go cold for one or two games in a seven-game series. You're already two games down. Like We saw Jason Tatum score 51 in that game seven win against the Sixers. Um, but imagine if he doesn't score 51. Maybe he just scores an average like 23-24, and they don't make it past into the finals. It's The reliance on one or two players now in the NBA, I think, is why I don't like watching games that much. Because every single play, and Jeff He, the great JV coach that I used to play with, oh, yeah. uh, you know, highlighted this for me, is every single play is... Not every single play, but a majority of plays is drew up to where you get an ISO to your best guy, to like a Kevin Durant... Um, to a Giannis, to pretty much uh, like a LeBron James, right? Yeah. You get you get it in the post, and then they can go out, they can take a three, they can attack the basket with no help defense, and it's very predictable at that point. And yes, it's cool when you see a guy like um, you know Jason Tatum hit four threes in a row, but it's also much worse to see him just brick four threes in a row on the first shot of the possession. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're kind of on the Celtics. Jalen Brown will not be in a Boston jersey next season. I was about to ask you that. They like, they can't pay him. Like what? Yeah, so it's going to be upwards of five hundred million for those two. Yeah. What happens if they don't win? Like, do you, do you still keep Jason Tatum? Or do you just I, I, I think from there? I think regardless of like if even if you win a, tr- a trophy and a ring, Jalen Brown's not going to stay money's there. Not there. No, it's just not there. I think Jalen Brown is. I, I think he knows that he's good enough to have his own team. Um, I I want to see him at OKC with Shea, with Shea, with Chet, with Chet coming back, and, and they're gonna th- get like and, Scoot or somebody, right? They got a high draft pick. To yeah, they'll probably year. get Scoot. Um, I don't know if they'll get Scoot actually because you got the Pistons and the Rockets all the way down oh, there, and they're right, probably gonna right. go one two with Wemby. Um, what are the Rockets doing, man? Dude, I don't know. Well, they're trying to get Harden yeah. again, which I don't. That doesn't solve anything. They already have Kevin uh, Porter Jr. Yeah. is their only saint. <laughs> they have Kevin Porter Jr. and they have uh, Jalen Green, who are like the epitome of ISO ball, like right. offense, no defense. Right. <laughs> they go out and get scooted. I mean, you're just adding fuel to the fire he's, he's there. Pr- like the exact same player as Jalen Green, yeah. pretty much. 
So what? From what are you same, really going to do? Team too. It's yeah, like, it's like, like go like out, that, yeah. go go get a guy like PJ Tucker. Go get a guy like uh, Lou Dort uh, on the Thunder. Like so these like, these like are guys that you have to have. Yeah. You have to have these guys. Um, and I think that says a lot about in the remaining four teams in the NBA playoffs. There's one rookie that is in the rotation, and that is Christian Brown from Kansas. Three and I D. That. I knew that. There's one rookie. Why are guys coming out of college? Like it, at, a, at a certain point, it starts in college, right? I love college basketball because guys play defense. Yep. But the guys who play defense aren't, quote-unquote, talented enough, skilled enough to play in the NBA when really all they need is defenders. Yeah, I mean, the G League Ignite is just an extension of AAU basketball. Right? 100%. Like, like you, you want to market yourself as a player that can go top five, top ten, and a way to do that is score a lot of points, take a lot of shots. But... Like you said, and like I said earlier, it's once you go cold, especially in a seven-game series scenario, that can be hugely de- detrimental to your team, especially if you can't do things like spacing, like defense, like pass the ball. I hate it. Yeah. We should watch more European basketball. I was just like, thinking Shout that. out, like, Real Madrid. Shout no. out Barcelona. Yes. Shout out Bayern Munich. Like, these great soccer clubs now coming into their own in the basketball scene. Like, I guarantee you that it's a better product on the court to watch them play the ball like, easily because like Luca said this before European teams emphasize like spacing creating good shots still play defense and I think the rules are a little different to where iso ball isn't as um like focused or is de-incentivized right I think you can still play zone a little bit more in European basketball just based on how the rules are made it's just better also, overall looks, we need to start betting cool. on it yep we need to start betting on it. That's be all it is. Be also, probably the best rule ever is there's no goaltending once it hits the rim. Like, if it's still above the yeah, cylinder no, so, after... So I think it's so funny, that's though. That's so stupid. It's that, so funny. No, 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 like, no. watching Wemby play, and he just, like, palms it and Well, no, no, I think it's so stupid that there is goaltending on there. Because once it hits the oh. rim, you're going up for a rebound anyway, right? Yeah. And it's like, you're taught to be aggressive for the rebound. And just because it's already going in and you tip it in, that slight bit. Like, come on. Let's let's bring more physicality into the game. We already have flopping. We already have people, you know, asking for fouls when they go into the lane. Just at least let the big men go get their rebounds. They're not getting points anyway this day and age. If they are, they're like a Carl yeah. Anthony Towns getting it from the three point line. I'm tired of it. Yeah, absolutely tired of Hate it. Hate the NBA, despite you know, on paper a very good playoffs. How about the NHL playoffs though? I watch a lot of NHL hockey. I have to sneeze. Go for it, bud. Oh, that did it! I knew, I knew that was gonna work. I knew that was gonna work. Was that your, was that your way to get my attention? No, it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll get, get to it. it. Don't worry. Um, you know, I have my thoughts about the NHL playoffs, mainly that it rocks. But as a non-hockey fan that is kind of brought into the sport because of the Kraken, what are your initial thoughts into the first? I, I'm going to assume that this is your first playoff run that you've been watching, but also the first playoff run for the Kraken for it is. obvious reasons. It is. It is both of those. Um, I I can't say enough about it. Like I now find myself trying to get everyone else to watch hockey. It's like I want this to be a hockey town. I want people to understand. It's still a basketball it. town, no matter how many people Abs- get absolutely it always will be but the same way that a, that a Seahawks run reignited the love for football like I want that to happen with hockey and uh I I'm I, I'm just so excited when I watch the game and I honestly when I watch 
football live, when I watch basketball live, when I watch baseball live, I am perfectly content just sitting there as a viewer and just like watching it to watch it. Yeah. But when I'm watching But hockey, once you have money on that game, then it then it's a whole sure, other level. <laughs> sure. But when I'm watching hockey even with nothing on the line, I still feel this like urge to root harder. I don't know I, I, I don't know if that's yeah. just because I'm newer to it or because like hockey fans are so diehard and I'm used to you see going through these roller coaster of emotions watching the Leafs play. Like I don't know what it is, but I I just feel like I want to be a part of it and uh man, it's just so much fun. I think a part of it is that you're watching a game for the first time in your life where over an 82 game stretch every single player is fighting for that win. Right? Quite literally. Cuz like I mean, you you look at like like game 56 out of an 82 game season like players will have a dislocated shoulder and come back after the intermission yes. they will pull their yes. teeth out on the bench uh, in basketball that's like a 4 or 5 game like um like load management period right right like every game matters for hockey players even if you know on the record it means so little and i think that's what you like so much about it that you don't necessarily see in football and basketball and baseball especially baseball because it's such a long season it's in football because i feel like there's less parity and so if you're on a team like the texans you're probably not fighting for those wins anyway right hockey is even if you're the coyotes even if you're the bruins you are fighting hard the ducks for that win. the ducks <laughs> Go Ducks. <laughs> go Ducks. Even though they lost out on Connor yeah. Bedard. But, yeah, what you guys do? Fuck Batman, dude. It's so annoying. Um, this does lead me to my number two because I do want to brief, like, still vaguely try to stay on this conversation because I love it, is is the guys that need to do better. Number two is the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> like, yeah, we sure do. You finally make it to the second round and you're ready for a golf trip in Florida. <laughs> like, you just, like, there was a second round? <laughs> there was a second round? I just thought there was one round. Yeah, we had a tea time in the afternoon, right? <laughs> but, that a second round of golf. <laughs> it's, I like you, you are a storied franchise and you finally get it into the second round and you feel like you won a Stanley Cup. Like, I mean... I just feel like you've got so much behind you, they're, they're, and you can't a lot put issues, it together. Yeah. No, there's a lot of issues with the Toronto Maple Leafs, mainly because of how much we play, or we pay our star players. There's a stat, I think, which I don't know if it's valid now, but it was valid two or three years ago when I saw it, was that no team has won the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup Finals, I should say, with a player above twelve million, in so it's a lot pick. like the NFL. Yeah, it, it, for for points about creating a team around your star players, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have four oh. over that twelve million. And Austin Matthews is up for an extension. Yeah, so I think we keep Matthews, um, but players like Marner can walk. Players like Nylander can walk. Uh, the coach Sheldon Keith can walk. We let Tavares Walker retire when his contract is up. Um, you know, this I I was gonna allude to this if you were to say keep Jalen Brown keep Jason Tatum if they don't win but even if you make it far even if they win the series win the next lose in the finals if you don't win the championship after so many years something has got to change even if it looks like everything is right on the ice right like Toronto Maple Leafs great regular season team but for some reason whether it's a mental block whether it's a player's um, they just can't get it done in the playoffs, and I think it's time for new life. And I think a part of the reason is that in Toronto, you're just you're a fucking rock star. Right? Oh. So there's so many distractions that can okay. take you away. It, it's like being um, it's like being a Texas Longhorn football player. 
right? It's like it's it's a very similar vibe. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. There's what you're so saying, many yeah. distractions for these players, and they're paid so much. Um, where obviously they want to win, but I don't I don't think they hate to lose as much mm. as some other teams, right? And I think the more I think about it, because one the more I start boxing as well, like you you start to understand like there's a difference between wanting to win and hating to lose. Definitely. Right? And no, definitely. When I spar people now, even though there's no winners and losers in sparring, I get very upset at myself when I lose a round of sparring, right? Because, you know, putting yourself in the ring is a lot more – there's a lot more at stake than playing the baseball game or playing a pickup basketball sure. game, yeah. right? And I think that kind of applies to the Maple Leafs as well where they lose, they're still paid a lot. They get to live in the hockey, you know, town of the world, right? And that's not – going to be the same case as the grittiness of the players in florida um or like in dallas and i think that part of the reason that they are successful is because they have to earn their popularity right because even though they are in quote-unquote big markets if they're as bad as the anaheim ducks as bad as the arizona coyotes they're not going to get fans you know at their yeah, games they're not right. going to get paid the same as if they were a good team and toronto maple Leafs, whether we like it or not Win or lose, they are always going to be a revenue-generating team. You make some great points. You make I, some I just, great I just, points. I just strung that along as I went. I, I, have, been, no, wow. I have no clue if that was good. That's I, like I, how I hit you with UW talking about spring football. Yeah. And then you just, boom. <laughs> it's time for change. We're throwing everything away. <laughs> We're going to do it again. And, and, I, and I've said this before, and it's my ph- philosophy with, with all sports, is that you know if, if you aren't, as a GM, right, if you aren't drafting, if you aren't making deals to win a championship game or to win a championship, then you are doing it the wrong way. You're not looking to make the playoffs for 20 straight years, right? You're not looking to contend for the division for 10 straight, right? You don't want to be the Green Bay Packers where you're constantly in the mix for 30, 40 plus years with only two championships to show for it, with two of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yep. And that's my philosophy with sports. Um, there is a rumor, however, that Connor McDavid wants to make his way home to Toronto. Nah. And the way the contract works come out on. is John, Johnny T's contract ends a year before McDavid's. So if Drysaddle walks the year before McDavid's contract ends, McDavid will move out of there. And Toronto might be a destination for him. Yeah, and you, that, and the, but and, you just made the <laughs> point of teams paying too much for players, and and Toronto having too many of them. Yeah, they can't I, have yeah, Matthews yeah. and McDavid and be able to win a cup. Listen, I will. As good, I as will they gladly are. take. Ah, 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 I will ah, gladly. Ah, ah, ah. No, 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 no. That was my method. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Ah, 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 ah. I will gladly take like. 10 years of first-round exits if I get to see Matthews and McDavid on the same line every day for 52 games. It would be pretty that would be the only, that That's the only way I would not build for a championship is if you just get, like, two of the best players in their generation on the same line. Together. It just proves your point. Like, Toronto's going to be a profitable place for yeah. hockey, always. And it, always. And, and I'm going to end this by saying one last thing, right, is um, the Penguins – in the late 90s, early 2000s, or throughout the 90s and the early 2000s, had Mario Lemieux, a top five player to ever play the game. And Mario was plagued by injuries, won 
at least one Stanley Cup, if not a couple, with the Penguins, and then went into a um, he become I believe the GM for the Penguins. Mm-hmm. And a couple years later, in 2006, he drafts the next big thing, Sidney Crosby, right? And he knew how big of a of a sensation Sidney Crosby was. Sidney Crosby was probably the biggest prospect until Connor McDavid up till 2015. And what he did with Sidney Crosby was he made Sidney Crosby live at his house for mm. two years. And he would have dinners with them. They would go to church together. They would do pretty much everything together. And that was the way that Mario Lemieux got Sidney Crosby out of that soup or like that rock star status that he otherwise would have been in Pittsburgh. And now, th- you know, that's why I think the Penguins were successful with, or part of the reason why the Penguins were successful with Sidney Crosby, because he was able to stay humble early in his career and not able to see a lot of that limelight too early. And I think there's not, not nothing to take away, obviously, for the players on the Leafs. It's already too late. But, you know, that ability to stay humble early in, in your career on a rock star team as a rock star player, something to take away from that. I like that idea. And, uh, the the thing that immediately came to my head is Connor Bedard is not going to have close to that t- sort of mentorship in Chicago. No, I mean not sh- close. Sh- it's like it's actually like is it is it fair to say they're one of the worst franchises in terms of culture in all the major sports right now, considering what happened over the last two years. Memphis Grizzlies aren't great, but uh, <laughs> I'd say I, I, I would Claire's say. Moran. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would agree with you that, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think Chicago is a good place to be in hockey. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, what what happened over there with the players was absolutely terrible. And I I don't want to say it's not rigged because obviously there's a whole legal team involved in it. But it is disappointing to see a team that over the past two years have not paid their due for what they have done to be positively rewarded. Right. With, you know, not even the best odds to land the next talent since McDavid. right. right. Uh, okay, let's get to your number one uh, on the need to do better. I know you, you've got college football in mind, so let's make that move. All right, my need to do better, and I know we separated this into teams, coaches, and programs. I'm just going to go ahead and conglomerate one list, and that is the teams that are going to move conferences next year. So that's going to okay. be Texas Longhorns, Oklahoma Sooners, UCLA, and USC. I think you – no. Know, Regardless of how well they play, they are huge, big market teams. They're going to make a lot of money, and they're going to get a lot of money from moving to the Big 12 and the SEC for their respective schools. But we look at a team like the UCLA, who finished with the same conference record as Oregon State. We look at Oklahoma, that was 6-6 six and six throughout their regular season last year. And... I think this year they really have to prove a point and show that they do belong in their respective conferences that they are going to move against. Because the SEC is a big-time conference. The Big Ten is a big-time conference. And they have to show that they aren't there just purely based on their name, but they're there purely based on merit as well. And Texas as well. And by extension of that, let's go to my number two, Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers has to show so, show, so, much, more, so much more. because he the, was, the, first, the first name that I thought of when you mentioned college football and who's got to be better is Longhorns. Yeah, Longhorns. And, and, and naturally, you got to go to Ewers. Ewers. Uh, it's going to suck for him because he has no running back anymore. 
Like I don't no know. No running back and Arch Manning behind him. Yeah, Arch Manning behind him. He has so much pressure on him. Uh, Arch Manning, I don't think ever plays um, this season at least, just because he's only a freshman and Quinn Ewers, I think is still the guy. But last year, I know he got injured, but he came into college football as a 19-year-old as the number one rated quarterback prospect ever and so far he has not flourished in any site um especially in that big spotlight that is the texas longhorns and that entire state of football pretty much he has a huge weight on his shoulders to deliver that fan base success and yeah i don't think he's going to be able to do it without the weapons that he had last year right he had two he had probably the two best running backs in college football last year. Like, Roshan Johnson was one of the most underrated. He, he really was. Like, he had one of the best yards after contact, maybe the best in the entire conference. He had great speed as well, not to mention B. John Robinson. He's not going to have that anymore. So it might be all on Quinn Ewer's shoulders. I can't name a single receiver out of Texas, um, but it is the Longhorns, and their fans expect success year in and year out. And this is also his draft year as well. If he does well this year, he yep. should go to the draft. Yep. So not only is... His image on the line, his legacy as a Longhorn, as a Texas native, but also potentially millions of dollars if, if he's able to get something going and get out in the first round, which right now he is not. I was about to say he's not mocked to do, but now I realize he is QB2 off the board. No, he's up now. there. He's up he there is. right now, despite <laughs> never, or despite always struggling at that level. He is ridiculously talented, and I, I guess people are willing to overlook some yeah. flubs at that level, but... I feel like the Leafs are the same as Texas. Like, oh, yeah. huge expectations oh, yeah. and never quite do it. Yeah. Or at least not in the last decade and a half. But but, but for both teams, right, it's like, it, it is false expectations, right? It's, it's you're piggybacking off of the success from 10, 20, for the Leafs case, like 50 years ago, right? With nothing, it's like the Cowboys. Yeah. Like, it's like Cowboys fans are still, like, clinging on to the 90s, 100%. right? When they haven't. So are Yankees fans? Well, we won in two. I'm looking at you. We won in two thousand nine. Y- yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We, can, can, can we just say like the hodgepodge of teams that I support are just absolutely insane? Like the Yankees. Yes. Let's let's Leafs. go around the country slash world that okay. you, that you support. So, so NHL. NHL is the Leafs. NBA. NBA is the Sixers. Which is so dumb. <laughs> so I got drafted dumb. by them in my my player in 2K13. And I love Embiid. I have an Embiid jersey. Out. I know you do. Okay. Uh, MLB. MLB will be the Yankees. Which is so disappointing to me. I have my reasons. NFL. We'll have to be the Seahawks, but love the Browns. No, love you the don't. Cle- no, you don't. The Cleveland no, Browns. you don't. Shout out Johnny Mansell in a different world. You would have... Been a savior for Cleveland. You are you're shout out such an shout idiot. out BJ Horton. You're such an <laughs> idiot. Um, okay, uh, soccer, soccer, Arsenal, Real Madrid, love them. Am I? What am I missing? Volleyball. Uh, you're missing like darts. Who do you know the uh, darts? I, know darts? I actually know bowling. Bowling. Oh, who's who's the who do you think you are? I am guy. That's me. Pete Weber. Pete Weber. You better believe guy. it. I'm a Jason I, Belmonte guy. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Two-handed Aussie. Cool. For for tennis, I actually Djokovic as well because I like no. Him. That's so wrong. No, I just that like, is so, I like his name. So I like wrong. He's, he's he's Serbian and he has a cool name, dude. That's so wrong. You awesome can't name. like him. He's awful. He has an awesome name. Joke. Say it out loud with me. Djokovic. 
with a D, a silent D. That's awesome. That's awesome. Federer, you can list it out. You know, Nadal, you can just, it's phonetic. Djokovic is not phonetic at all. Love it. You have a silent D. I can't even see it. It's a You're a joke. Show. It's a growing out show, baby. You're a joke. I have my reason. That's terrible. Golf. Golf. Oh, who's like Min Soo? Um, Min Woo Lee. Min Woo Lee. <laughs> Siwoo Kim. I like any of my Korean golfers. Any of them. In B Park on the LPGA Tour. She's ridiculously yep. good. There she's go. fantastic. Big fan now. Uh, while we're on golf, PGA Championship yeah, coming up, up this weekend. Lock it in right now, Tony Finau, top five. Sure. Tony Finau, top five, no matter what. I'm going to sprinkle a nugget on him to win, too. I think Ryan Eldridge is a dark horse. I shot a personal best 89 today. Did you actually? No, it. you did not <laughs> keep score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I, it was around there, though. I had a, you had a pretty good front. I had a pretty good round. Uh, we're not going to mention all the breakfast balls. I, I showed up literally to the golf course two minutes before my tee. I don't care. I don't care. You were taking two, three breakfast balls by the sixth hole. So? So you can't say you shot sub 90. Listen, not, okay, listen, here's the thing. Like, like breaking 100 is, like, pretty relaxed. 90s, you give yourself a few mulligans. Breaking 80, breaking 70, that's when you actually stick to the rules. Come on, you know this. Breaking 90 is a soft accomplishment. Breaking 80 is a whole different story. Depends who you're talking to. If you're talking to me, I agree with you. But I think the average golfer would say, hey, what the hell? I'm trying to go sub-triple digits. May, may I remind you of something you said on hole 16 today? It's like, I'm taking my mulligan. It was the only one I took! <laughs> it was the only one I took! Don't get on me for that! <laughs> <laughs> Don't get on me for that! Not a chance. Anyway, where, where were we? Our, ta- our five... Oh, I have one more to get to on my list of guys that need to do better. Okay. Daniel Jones. Sure. Makes the, playoff, Cash it in. makes the playoffs in his fourth year with not many weapons. Healthy Saquon, finally. But I think you finally have enough depth and enough experience in your fifth year. You get Darren Waller. You still have a healthy Saquon. You have a good receiving core. Your defense was one of the top ten in the league last year. It only gets better. You finally have a head coach that you like and that gets along with you. I think it's time for Daniel Jones to make the jump. You just got paid, and you're in a division with— You got paid way too much, too. So it's time to prove it. It's time to be better. Be better. And, and you're in a division with the Eagles— Probably the best team in the in in the league, and with the Dallas Cowboys, who can go out there and sting you. So you're you're gonna have to be real good this year to make the playoffs because you cannot expect the Cowboys to go quietly. The Eagles are gonna do their thing, but you cannot expect the Cowboys to just silently fall into the bushes and give you another playoff berth. So Daniel Jones is going to have to have a good season. I also think, like, um, call me crazy, but I think the commanders are much better than advertised. Like, they faced a bunch of injuries last year. They did. Chase Young, Carson Wentz. I think fully healthy, they can also beat a team on any given Sunday. I think fully healthy. They, it's a they, tough ask for Carson Wentz. It is a, 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 a Chase Young. Huge ask. But I think fully healthy, they, they easily have a top three defense. Yep, yep, agree. They definitely no, do. no, no. Thanks to Emmanuel Forbes, but 
Certainly not. <laughs> yeah, is that who he went to? I, I believe so, yeah. That's great ball skills, though. Great ball skills. Oh, just, I mean, unreal ball skills. Yeah, good, good ball Fantastic. skills. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to add on your list? I've, I've, I'm done with my three. Even though it's the top five? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I have a few. I have uh, Lane Kiffin as my coach over there at USC. Um, they're keeping Caleb USC? Bullitt. Lane Kiffin, not Lane Kiff. Oh, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley. I think Lincoln Riley. There you go. Lincoln Riley. Yep, Lincoln yep, yep. Riley. You know, finally has some defensive players. He got the five star that transferred from Georgia. Um, he's still keeping Caleb Williams. Yes, they lose Jordan Addison and they lose some of their running backs, but they weren't running the ball a lot anyway. Um, they still have a top five wide receiver this year going into the draft. Um, so Caleb Williams still has a lot of weapons that can't be an excuse for him this year. And at least from a player perspective, that defense is shored up so much more. And now it's time for Lincoln Riley to show that he can assemble a defense, that he can win big games, and that he can finally have a win in the college football playoff because I think he has a pretty good chance to make it there given his track record. I would agree. Doesn't have a good chance to win. Yeah. I mean, that's still going to go, still gonna go with uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, and that's who is going to be my number four is uh, Kirby Smart mm. is as, as a coach that has something to prove, right? Over the last two years, he has assembled one of the best defenses uh, over the past 10 years, maybe one of the best defenses ever in college football. Uh, people are going to say like the 2000 uh, Miami Hurricanes, and what I say to that is uh, turn off your VCS tape. V- VSH tape. There you go. V- there you go. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Then. Turn off your VSH tape. Lane Be- Kiffin is having a terrible season. <laughs> Turn off your VSH-, VSH tape because you are ancient. Um, yeah, Kirby Smart showed that he can create a great team. Now it is a time to show that he can assemble a great program. He got the number one quarterback from the class of 2024. Um, Carson Beck has shown through spring games that he is going to be a pretty good uh, quarterback, I wish we had our scout here, uh, Colin Dixon, oh, to yeah. confirm that because I'm going purely based on rumors. <laughs> did I watch people their spring say? Game? Did people I watch, say? Did I watch their screen, spring game? Absolutely not. Um, highlights? Still no. No, no, no highlights. <laughs> no highlights. Um, and yeah, if he can win a national championship in the next two, three, four years, we have to start putting him like considering that he can maybe be in that conversation with Nick Saban. Wow. Because if you can, you can if you can create a dynasty with two different teams with the same program, then you're on that top tier of college football uh, coaches ever. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I think that's a very good way. I actually like that. Yeah, I'm full just, of great did, ideas. I just can't say it out loud. I can't vocalize. <laughs> I am not good at conceptualizing. Yeah. This doesn't need a. We don't need to clip it. So. That's, or we can, or we can, or we can cut it. Who so who was listening to minute thirty nine here? <laughs> Robert Eldridge, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you now? Um, and my fourth is the, or that was my fourth. My fifth to finally round it off is the entire Pac twelve. Get yourself a TV deal, man. Your top two money makers are leaving. I know you said that Oregon and Washington um, wa- should stay in keep the Pac-12 as their conference. I think it's, I still think it's in their best interest to leave to the Big Ten. Uh, Pac-10s, Pac-12, whatever you want to call it, the Pac has to do better. Like yeah. SDSU, BYU are not going to replace USC and UCLA. BYU is already going to the Big 12. Yikes. So Boise State and SDSU um, will not replace 
USC, UCLA, and the slightest. Go Broncos. And, and this is this is an age where like pro or like conferences are not linked to regions anymore. Yep. Like USC and UCLA have no right to be in the Big Ten. Correct. And as a, as a kid, right, I always thought like, oh, it's, it's so cool that conferences are based on regions. So the Pac-12 is it's like the West Coast, ACC is the East Coast. It's still cool, man. You know, US, or SEC is like the deep deep South. Um, Big 12 is like the Midwest, and you kind of get that New England, kind of North, the Great Lakes oh, area. I'm glad you know your 10. regions. Thank you, thank you. Seventh grade geography. Where are you going with up. this? Well, I just thought that was so cool that it was region based, and now that's completely out of the window. Okay. I think that's a good way to end. Shout out to our uh, listeners at Minute 40 now. Appreciate you being here. That's Ryan Ellinger's I'm Tell Your Line Quiz. Oh, really? We'll see you next time. That's how you feel. And the guys are like asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh,